Okay, how are you feeling? Are you feeling good? Oh, I'm doing loads of cracks. Yeah. Your chair is cracking. Class. Thank you for feeding me. Oh my God. I think that um, I will benefit, you will benefit, uh-huh. the hot girls listening will benefit. Everyone's oh, yeah. just going to have a better time. I'm already having a much better time than I'm I was having a really good time. Oh my God. Now let's get in this pussy cat. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. We're here. We're queer. And we're busy doing Real Hot Hot Girl Girl Shit. I'm Claire. And I am Connor. And this is Real Hot Girl Pod, a podcast about embodying the hot girl attitude in a queer, inclusive space. Hopefully you've heard the earlier episodes and know what we're about, but let's do a quick recap. As hot girls in training, we are striving to unapologetically be ourselves and love ourselves. Why are we saying girl in 2023? Because we're taking it back from the patriarchy as an all-gendered term. I'm I'm coming out I want the world to know Gotta let it show Woo! Couldn't have been more out of tune But happy pride Happy pride Hi pride I don't know where I was going there I was like Oh god Oh god Jesus I guess some other vocal cords Were coming out from us Oh I have no vocal cords left After the weeks of fun That we've been having But anyway We move Hi right Hello How are you Thank you so much For the lovely feedback On last week's episode It was Connor's birthday birthday and um, yeah some really nice messages so thank you for everyone who got in touch I didn't realise that quarter life crisis wasn't a common phrase because mm-hmm. some hot girls got in touch go that's so funny I hadn't heard that before also I totally also lost my mind at 25 and questions everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just got a load of uh, messages from family members saying twink death question mark <laughs> oh, and then you had to explain yeah that twink was not dead I was just I was aging oh dear <laughs> sorry twink if you're listening don't come for us in a voice note or do if you want to because that'd be kind of Dead. Sure, it's Pride. <laughs> so this week, um, we are recording this on the eve of Pride. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time this lands, you'll all have torn the arse out of it and had a great time yes. in all senses of the word. Um, but it, this episode actually is coming out on a very important anniversary, is it not, Connor? It is indeed. It's actually coming out on the, fir- the official anniversary of Pride, 1970, 28th of June. We had the first Pride March. I know, how exciting. Now, we are going to be going into a little bit of the history of Pride very briefly. We're going to be talking about our own Pride memories Mm. and we're going to talk a little bit about why safe spaces are needed and of course why supporting your local friendly rainbow mafia is real hot girl shit. Yeah. Hot or not. So Connor, Mm. what was hot or not for you this week? (laughs) Well Claire, would you believe it or not, it's been a very hot week. I mean from Pride, which is uh, I'm sure my arse will be absolutely torn out from, um, and also from just the other day, SZA, my love. Oh my God. Sorry, did not expect it. Knew it was going to be amazing, but SZA, dear God, unbelievable performance, staging, vocals. Also, played every bloody song off her album, like fully went for like an hour and a half. Yeah, we got most of Control, we got most of SOS and we got some kind of older bits as well. It was incredible. Um, Just to save you asking the question, SZA is also my hot of the week, so can we just talk for a little bit about how fabulous it was. (laughs) I have been, we can also do full spoilers because tonight is the last Dublin show, it's also the last European tour show, (gasps) so we can fully, yeah. Okay, grand. Yeah, so it started off with Red 
Ray. Uh, Connor, you did not in any way oversell Ray's performance. It was so amazing. Bowled my eyes out during Ice Cream Man. Oh. Shouted and screamed. That's why I'm a bit hoarse today is just singing along to all her Ray songs. Her bear, her bear, her obsessed. Uh, her band <laughs> was amazing. She was amazing. I was so happy for her. Just unbelievable. Um, like... Yeah. And as for SZA, I'm sorry, I have been at West End shows that have had lower production values than that. And also, as soon as the boat theme was revealed, I was like, is this fucking play about me? (laughs) So good. It was so inventive. There was a story arc and she opened. It was so funny. You were down kind of in the pit, in the very, very sweaty, very packed, sold out Mm -hmm. standing area. Surrounded Um, by about 16 year olds, everybody was smoking, sorry, not smoking, vaping and I met uh, Peaches from Belfast and I was delighted with myself oh my god <laughs> icon by all accounts but myself and Orla the aunties were sitting down we got some very nice seats and um, thank you very much uh, MCD for the lovely seats uh, front and centre and um as soon as we saw this, there was a screen and like a box and then there was like waves and as it was coming up, the two of us just went, she's not. Oh, she yes. is. And there she was in 3D recreating the, album, the cover. album cover where she references Diana on the yacht and it just went from there. It was yeah. incredible. Unbelievable. It, was it so went good. like shit brack down. Everything kind of had that amazing story. Like, and sorry, don't know how many like I've changed, but like there was points where she was like fully keeled over backwards, just like going, whoa, like singing like Oh just, my God. Uh, like uh, unimaginable vocals. Her dancers were incredible. Also, did oh. you notice the one male dancer did the f- opening number, then disappeared for an hour, and then came back at the end? It was like, where were you? Did you break a nail? What was going on? Um, but no, it was a wonderful show. And then she got in the lifeboat and she came directly into my face across the crowd. I was like, oh my god! I can't believe Beyonce has like you know sparkly horse, whatever, like this. So it has a, a fucking lifeboat, lifeboat on strings that goes out and over the audience. Also, you, I'm not sure if you've seen from where you were sitting, but just below that there was an installation of a um, lighthouse that was going signaling around. You might have seen the spotlight going around the room. I saw the spotlight. I didn't know it was a lighthouse. It was a lighthouse. Oh, amazing. So this was her sailing out to the lighthouse. Unbelievable from where we were standing. too busy. That's great because that really took care of like everyone in the audience got to see something. Yeah, really fucking Which was amazing. But one thing that really stood out to me was the crowd, the oh, vibe in the room. Gorgeous. Also, shout out to whoever was in charge of the tunes in between Ray and SZA because <laughs> they were lit. Everyone's oh. singing along to my neck, my back, having the best time ever. It was amazing. I couldn't yeah. get over it. I was like, okay, it's a side, like, because I'm into it. Yeah, oh, it was absolutely brilliant. It was like an extended girls' bathroom with a couple of thousand mm. people. And mm. it really made me think, I was like, wow, this is such a beautiful, it felt like a safe space. It did. It really did. It was like the girls and the gays, there were two straight men one of them someone I used to work with was there with his wife and then there was a dad with a load of teen girls oh. sitting behind us they were the only straight men but like I'm not being an idiot okay obviously everybody farts but I didn't get I didn't get straight man farted on once the air was clear and pure obviously, obviously everybody farts but you know yourself when you're in a packed bar there is a certain type of fart that you chew on because it's some straight man who hasn't wiped his arse properly oh. since his mother stopped doing it for him and it's just like toxic and there was just no toxicity in the air, literally or figuratively. And it was just a beautiful, safe space. And it was a wonderful kickoff, oh, a little pre-Pride party for us. Um, but it kind of got me thinking. Here I am now going into my, so I got to thinking, uh, Carrie Bradshaw kind of style. But the mm-hmm. importance of safe space and the importance of things like Pride, mm-hmm. where everybody can just relax a little bit and be themselves mm. and just feel the love around them. So that was my hot of the week. Interesting. Yeah. Any knots of the week? 
Um, my nod of the week is that it's. Um, I, I feel like I'm always saying it's an exceptionally busy time. Are but we this this week was, was an exceptionally busy, busy time. time in Radioland. It is a very busy time. Um, there is uh, the Imro Awards that happen in October. The submission deadline mm-hmm. is now. So basically, you're chained to your desk and you're going through hours and hours of audio, your own voice, your own work, like your art that you put your heart and soul in, and you're listening back to it, going, "I need to cut this up, put it into under twenty minutes, and then write two hundred." 50 words as to why you should pick me oh. and it's just horrible you just end up hating your own everything by oh. the end of it but listen it'll all be worth it yeah I think but. I had a similar kind of knot for the week as well just busy 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 bitches uh, many tired eyes but um, mm-hmm. we just keep taking things in chunks and breaks chunks and we're kind and of breaks. moving around I mean this is what we get if we're gonna be doing shit like says that we need to understand that like look the girls are gonna be working because that bitch worked oh my god unbelievable honestly also I fully was so um, um, caught up in the narrative of like the shipwreck and everything that was happening I fully forgot that Drew Barrymore is her song yeah. and then she started singing it and then I started crying so I was like <laughs> I forgot that this was the first SZA song I ever heard that made me fall fully in love with her and it was just, it was a lovely time deadly lovely time oh. real hot girl shit so Connor I suppose for some of our younger listeners mm-hmm. Hopefully, if they're living in a nice, inclusive environment, mm-hmm. they might kind of say, oh, Pride, that's just a chance for a party, a chance for the gays to get together, celebrate, mm. get litty, and maybe might not understand. I would have said a year ago, maybe not understand the importance of it. But I think with the climate recently, there's a lot of kind of transphobic rhetoric going on at the moment. And mm-hmm. um, there's been a, a surge in kind of LGBTQ plus hate crime, that kind of thing. And that's obviously speaking from a very privileged Irish Western world place. There's obviously countries all over the world that mm-hmm. it's still illegal. You can fully uh, be sentenced to death just for being yourself, all this yeah. kind of thing. Um, but I thought, shall we go into a little bit about the history of Pride, where it came from what the landscape was like at the time and why that first brick was thrown at Stonewall. Absolutely. I know that you, you said the younger listeners. That actually is my demographic, even though I am a twink <laughs> deaf. I'd like to just point that one out. I'm not weathered. I'm just Babe, cultured. I don't know if you count as the younger. I'm joking. I'm fully I know. I'm in, the, I'm in the over 25s in the X Factor. I know. It's all and do you know what? We cut out, I cut out the bit of last episodes where you were reading out your card because it was just it was like, oh, it's a little bit too personal. Uh, but um, no, I did. I did say, didn't I, on your cards, like, I know I'm roasting you by twink death and everything but truly you are just getting started I know and just your getting whole life started ahead of you. Well, and I wouldn't actually ever roast you about something bad like that's actually <laughs> wrong with you it's only like fun stuff yeah yeah not about my flat back of the head oh and small god, ears oh my god you're obsessed with this anyways now that I'm getting started <laughs> let's get started into pride everybody let's take us back to Stonewall in Christopher Street Greenwich Village Manhattan NYC now let me explain what Stonewall is please Stonewall Inn is very popular prominent gay bar in Grand Village in New York City. So let me put in the context of it. 1960s, um, it was illegal to A, serve alcohol to gay people until 1966. 1969, homosexuality was still considered illegal within the United States. And basically there were different kind of things happening at this time that was just very encroaching on queer people's rights mm-hmm. and laws. Uh, there's penal codes that were like, it's um, illegal to wear fewer than three items of clothing, clothing of gender appropriate, sorry, gender appropriate clothing. So essentially, if you go into a safe space like a gay bar that was 
only actually existing because it was ran by the mafia who are like, look, if you keep it, the money coming yeah, in, we keep doors care. open, we don't care. So like but if you were a butch lesbian, you could not, you, if you were, if you, you would get arrested yeah. for wearing quote unquote men's clothing. Yeah, gender yeah. non-conforming. Yeah. So Sanchi, these places were safe spaces, but also hubs for a lot of raids from police officers and departments that basically wanted to get a kick a lot of the time um, and may have been fueled in by different XYZ. But I'll bring you back to the date that it all originally historically kicked off. There has been many discourses in the actual what happened at the Stonewall Inn. Um, But basically, in the rough general sense, it was 20th of June 1969. There was a raid on the bar led by... um, Deputy Inspector Seymour Pine. You'll see his name pop up a lot. Basically, he was known for being extremely homophobic. Um, Transphobic was just not particularly fond of the queer community and seemingly led this kind of raid on a particularly popular gay, um, gay bar in New York City. What happened then was people being dragged down the street. People were being arrested, penalised. There was a... Uh, there was a woman, Stormy de Laveri, I hope I'm not butchering that name, but who was an African-American lesbian, seemingly butch from the outset, but was also a drag queen um, who was a male, male impersonator. And basically, she was dragged into a car and got arrested. Managed to slip out a couple of times. Finally, there was a police officer, um, as history tells us, that kind of... Hu- threw her in very roughly and kind of, there was this kind of protest being like, why like, aren't you guys doing anything? She was getting very annoyed, irate. Things were obviously taking a tur- hurl and uh, it was getting a little more um, hostile in the area. Next thing, people started throwing pennies at the car. It had developed into, say, you know, heavier things. Not necessarily bricks or cobblestones. All of that is up to air, but basically things got violent. This stretched on for six evenings and it became a source in city where they said, no, like this bar is being purely targeted and it stretched into a protest. Um, cut to a year later, things had passed where they'd uh, run protests around different cities throughout the US. And on this date, Claire, where this podcast is now being released out, 20th of June 1970, is when there was the first gay pride parade. So it was as a march and it was um, throughout different cities in the US. And that's kind of where it started from. Now, these sources are from www.lock.gov, history.com and gq.com. But a lot of the sources do tend to go on people's own memories, people's oral history. history. So there's a lot of room for interpretation. And this kind of comes from what is like, who threw the first brick at Stonewall? There wasn't really kind of bricks thrown, was there? People talked about there was like a can-can done at the front. Yeah, It's basically a lot of embellishment has happened. We should give special mention though, Sylvia Rivera. And Marsha P. Johnson, because two drag queens, two, uh, one Latina, one black, uh, queer, marginalized drag queens um, kind of at the front of it, ripping shit up and just saying, fuck this, we've had enough, we're not going to take it anymore. Yeah, basically it was um, a protest and that's what Pride has always been. It's been a protest for uh, queer rights throughout the LGBTQIA plus community and it's been led by the most marginalized in that community, especially at that time. And which brings us round to today where we continue to celebrate and remember that when we are celebrating Pride, it is a protest for our rights. Yeah, definitely. And before the term like Pride as such mm. um, became like kind of reached 
um, Ireland. Do you know what the Irish people were doing in the 70s? What? Having an annual picnic. The LGBTQ <laughs> plus community were had, they had the first annual picnic in 1970 and then the first official Pride March in 1974 on June 27th. Shut up. Yeah, and oh, then yeah, 1979, we had the first Pride Week and then 1983, it was the first large scale LGBTQ plus March and that was in March in 1983 and it was organised in response to the release of five men who brutally murdered um, a man called Declan Flynn in Fairview Park in a homophobic attack. So after that happened, the community said, our elders, a lot of which are still around today, pillars of the community, um, said, fuck this, we are not taking it anymore and we are going to march and we are going to protest. So that's where it came from. And, you know, partying um, Mm -hmm. and being out and proud and being yourself as a protest, you'll see a lot of discourse of like no kink at Pride, Mm -hmm. no this at Pride, no that at Pride, but yes to everything at Pride because that is a form of protest as well. Absolutely. Now, Claire, tell us this. That is a brief history of Pride, but what is your first memory, I suppose, of Pride or celebrations around that kind of time? So I think the first Pride I went to, it would have been early 2000s. I was in college. Oh my gosh. And Brittany, I was... love it. Yeah, literally like Britney, Christina, top of the charts, like Stunning. golden age of pop. Oh. Um, all of the clothes that are back in now I sound like an L one. <laughs> we're like in their peak. Like I was in my peak like uh, fun pants, like fun. I had these pink baggy combats and I had a little corset top and my mom used to put boxer braids in my hair. Oh, gorgeous. Um, so I could dance around to Kylie having a ball with myself. So glad, like sorry, it's the best clothes. The comfiest, the most flattering, <laughs> loads of pockets. Delighted they're all back in. Um, I literally sound like my mother right now. I'm screaming. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I would have gone, gone along. I was in dance college, would have gone along as a supporter yes. um, of my uh, male friend. So my male best friend had just come out and he was dating somebody um, in, was it? So he, yeah, dating someone in my year, he was the year above. Um, we all went to Pride. So we went and like walked along the march. And then it ended up, it was at the civic offices, was where it used to finish up. And there was some music playing. Uh-huh. And then we went to the George afterwards. Classic. And um, yeah, no, totally classic. But I think. For me, I like, oh, like I've had a bit of like a weird journey. Like I always knew like who I was kind of. It was just like a given, but I didn't tell. I never officially like came out or told everybody Mm. because I think when you're femme presenting and also when you're that young, like when you're 18 and I was, you know, getting into DJing and stuff. So I uh, would have wor- worked primarily with like a load of lads, a load yeah. of straight lads, you know. And it was kind of a thing that I felt people would have said that I would have been doing it for attention yeah. or this kind of thing. So I didn't, I never had like an official like coming out when I was that age, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of way. I was still like kissing girls and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, but it and was just like, girls. You know, I like girls. Um, but yeah, never really like kind of like my close friends like knew, but it was never like an official kind of, yay, it's my first pride as an Aww. out queer person. I was just always there. Like yeah. we just go to it every year. Um, you accidentally went to World Pride, didn't you? And you well, were still a Euro Pride, <laughs> yes. Um, again, probably about eighteen was just leaving school. Lots of people going doing like Magaluf holidays, all those kind of party ones. My friends were not up for that, but my brother and his friends said that they wanted to go to Amsterdam. I said, "Gorgeous, amazing." I think it was actually in August as well. Uh, it was like, brilliant, let's go do this. Um, Cut then us being like, 
it's gorgeous on here. It's very colourful. <laughs> Lots of rainbows. Um, and then we realised as we were doing a bit of a canal tour, like, oh, they're having like a canal boat party. That's a whole lot of asses chaps on for a canal boat party. And yes, we figured out it was actually Euro Pride on. We've seen loads of drag queens just starting around. But again, us first kind of like holding out. My brother and his friends probably wouldn't be the most like, sort of like I mean, they're some probably never experienced any people like that as well. Me growing up in a theatre kind of like background. Mm-hmm. Again, presumably I've just been like called or like I've been around a lot of flamboyants. So I was like, ooh, sparkles. Uh, whether they're like, oh, jeez, what's happened here? Uh, but yeah, we had an accidental first pride with my brother and his friends in Amsterdam. <laughs> it was deadly. I wish I said longer. Also, can't we've got cheap accommodation for pride. It was dead. Yeah, very good. Back yeah. in the day. Back in the day, all Back. those years ago, oh. things were cheaper. Um, so what, did you have, like, when was it, did, was the next pride that you went to, was it like your first out pride as such? Kind of, yeah. So I suppose I'd never been to, like, rural Arma, I will give you, there's not a pride that happens in the mm-hmm. locality. But biggest one would have been for us in Belfast, which I knew happened. But again, just had never been up to. Even kind of when I was starting to like question and then go to like, you know, places like, um, oh my God, I can't remember the gay bar in Belfast. The Kremlin? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus, hit crime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even when I had a, like, I was like, it still never occurred to me to be like oh I should go to Pride but a lot of people I knew were going to and, and basically it didn't happen yes until I was out in Dublin actually post-Covid was my first big Pride because of course whenever I just started getting with people um, the world went shut down and said you can't touch anybody and I went fuck uh, <laughs> but I wanna <laughs> yeah Connor was put in a horny jail and um, yeah it was literally probably about last year whenever I did first proper big pride I was with Nigel Erica the football club and um, we did the pride march and everything so like I did full ham pride and then of course succeeded in three days of the most alcohol consumption I've ever did in my life <laughs> yeah yeah it was quite intense uh, quite an eye-opening experience of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> happy pride um yeah, that's kind of been my experience. It's always been there, but I suppose it's not until you kind of get into it and I think that you, I was happily out and proud and tried by a load of friends and stuff like that. So we're also yeah. queer people that you're going like, fucking, yeah. Like it, it felt like, honestly, it's one of those days that it's like pure, like golden, like serotonin. A city is just taken over with the most gorgeous, like, vibes and energy and you yeah. can just see people from sorry kids to moms to dads to everybody in the community and outside are just being like this is deadly yeah. like it, it, I'm not sure I haven't seen this many like proper city uh, celebrations that have that same effect where everybody yeah. kind of goes class I think in recent history for Ireland as well with like the marriage equality yes. uh, passing in 2015 that was some session that Pride here <laughs> it was amazing um, and then I kind of think there was almost a complacency crept in you know there was sort of the a lot of talk about the commodification of Pride mm-hmm. rainbow washing all that yeah. kind of thing you know I think a few years ago people started order uh, organising a counter protest to the main you know like the LinkedIn floats going past yeah. and everything um, and almost like yeah it was like it was almost taken for granted but I think this year there's a renewed appreciation for the importance of um, what it means mm-hmm. because there's been some kind of nasty shit happening around the place yeah. you know so I think I think it's yeah it's not just it's not just a party it is still a protest it's a time for me um, it's reflection um, 
on how far we've come and also kind of, you know, uh, gratitude for the people that I have around me, but also looking around going, okay, what work do we have still to do? Mm -hmm. Because this is not perfect and we need to keep flying those gorgeous flags. Well, Claire, you've got me in semi-drag about three times. So like we're doing real big work. And Sorry, I've do... got you in semi-drag. What? Oh, kicking and screaming <laughs> as, if there was any, <laughs> as if there was any protest. <laughs> Ms. Megan, Mia, Gemini. Pride is a protest. <laughs> this is definitely not a cult. So we were talking about safe spaces and how gorgeous the mm. girls' bathroom going out in the world is and yeah. all the hot girls supporting other hot girls. Um, but these safe spaces, I think... It's still important to say that they are really needed because, mm-hmm. you know, even last year, you know, a friend of mine who lives in Berlin and um, <laughs> his girlfriend is trans and he texts me saying we're worried about coming home, mm-hmm. you know, because they're seeing all the things in the, you know, they're over in Berlin and they're just seeing Twitter and they're seeing the news and they're seeing things that are happening, mm-hmm. different hate crimes and stuff. And I said back to him, I was like, as if we're going to let anything happen to her. Yeah. You come here and you walk and you be proud and don't you worry, like, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. She'll be fine. I promise you, you know, and like they came over and had a great time and um, it was completely fine. But it is, it's just that, Ugh. it's, I suppose, what am I trying to say that if you are... Maybe you are an ally mm-hmm. and you want to, you're like, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying. You're saying pride is important. How can I be a good ally and how can I um, conduct myself during pride? <laughs> <laughs> conduct myself. I am turning into my mother, Jesus. Um so I think an important thing to do is just, you know, let your friends know that you are there to support them mm-hmm. and ask them, what can I do? So there might be different, they may, it may be they're walking in the parade and mm-hmm. they would like you to come along. Uh, maybe they're hosting a fundraiser or a mm-hmm. pride breakfast or something like that. Maybe there's something that you can do in your workplace Absolutely. that you can ask about. Um, anything else that you want to add to that? Um, no, I suppose... On top of all that, yeah, if there's like people are going, oh, what can I do and stuff like that? And it can often be like, oh, we're going out for a drink or, oh, we're, you know, we're going to have a big class party. But it's also remember that these spaces that, you know, are being brought into a largely public sphere. It's making sure that like if people are, you know, that you're kind of respecting people's kind of like, look, this is like, say for Mother Block Party that's happened there. It's always good to be like, oh, like we're all having a like a tihi a party party, but like I know sometimes when some people can get on dr- like a bit of drink or something like that that they can look over and see you know guys making art and girls making art and Don't so, be, they're like staring or taking yeah, pictures. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, it's important to remember this is a space. You're a guest in yeah, this space. You're a guest in a space. It's the same in any kind of bars or venues. It's important to remember that you're there to just not be an observer this isn't the kind it's of sewer thing yeah it's important to do not touch drag queens while they're performing you leave them a plenty of space and appreciate and basically just let people live the same way that a lot of other heteronormatives have been able to live yeah. their life because people are coming out at different times yeah. possibly people are trying to experiment with some things express or they're being, themselves. express themselves and it's good to give that really welcome normal space without possibly taking l- I mean, just don't take people's pictures of consent, I would say, as well. Yeah, it's a yeah. Good one be to mindful kinda... when you're taking be pictures, mindful. taking videos, because people might be feeling free within a queer space to be themselves, but maybe they're not out in work. Maybe yeah. they're not out to family members. So yeah. respect and yeah. being sound. But I feel like the hot girls listening to this will be sound, but oh, no harm to do a little reminder, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Also, hush money. <laughs> oh, hush money. Oh, speaking of hush money, if you, are, if you are somebody who has a stable income or maybe you've got a sugar daddy um, and you would like to throw some money at the problem, there are ample organisations looking for your support in Ireland. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, Belong to, an amazing queer youth organisation. Um, there is Tenny, mm-hmm. um, the Trans Equality Network in Ireland. I'm um, always looking for support um, looking for funding um, Link are great um, LGBT Ireland The Rainbow um, Project Belfast for any of those naughty girls did a yeah. lot of important educational work trying to get it in schools and get it into the system Exactly so yeah anything that you can do and also speak up if somebody says and makes an off-colour remark in the workplace or um, at a family event or wherever it is, if you're out in the wild and somebody says something that is blatantly homophobic or transphobic, if it's safe to do so, challenge them on it. Also, do not be afraid to use the queer lingo that we have taught you in previous episodes. Boots the house down, oh mama. Come on, divas. <laughs> we need you to absolutely make things uh you know, as accessible as I can to people because right now there's a lot of shit happening in America with trans women, so it's important that we stay strong, proud, and know what we're talking about. Big hot girl energy. Okay, so what about a bit of a pride survival guide? I know it's after the main event in <laughs> Dublin, uh-huh. um, but this can be just good for like a general night out or for if you're doing different satellite prides around yeah. the country, um, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, I would say number one, Bring a change of comfortable shoes if you're wearing your boots to heights down because you want to be able to dance and party. Oh my God. No, but just general things. It's all well and good to be like, woo, letting loose in a safe space. But then when you go outside, you're trying to get a taxi, um, maybe try and keep in a group is a good thing to do yeah. would we say uh, tell your friends where you're going if you're wandering off with a handsome stranger. Um, if your friend has maybe had a little bit too much and they're a bit worse for wear don't leave them alone make sure that they get home safely yeah I think that's just a general soundness survival guide really isn't yeah, it yeah be sound body system it always works that way I would also say Claire um Always um, invest in um, non-permanent um, rainbow sticks that you can maybe like if you're doing any makeup on yourself. Yes. Yeah, do not because a lot of them don't rub off until you're in Monday morning back in a workplace and you're wondering why is the pink not spraying out of my hair? Yes. Why is there glitter it's still in my balls? Now, <laughs> on the glitter, um, balls, are, balls out Natalie or otherwise, um, I've said this on the show before I think a couple of times but it's very important. Repeat after me. Craft glitter is not for the face. Edible. No, um, craft glitter is not for the face. You need um, proper um, makeup. I don't know what it's called, but it's the opposite of craft glitter. Basically, if you were to look under the microscope, here's the science part. Craft glitter has rough edges. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can like rip your retina. I, oh it can like God. do untold damage to your skin barrier. Um, and then there's special like kind of facial makeup mm-hmm. safe glitter that has like little round edges and that's safe to put around your eyes and that kind of thing. Um, so that's an important one. That's speaking from personal experience from friends who had had glitter emergencies and had to have them surgically removed from their eyeballs. So happy pride. <laughs> so what else are we trying to say? So we've covered glitter that isn't going to rip out your eyes. Yeah. We've covered getting home safe. Um, what else? I mean, our general festival guide covers a lot of the things like uh, what to pack in your bags, wear sunscreen, all that kind of crack. Um, two, I suppose two important things. Don't engage with dickheads who are trying to antagonize you because yes. you will come across some. Someone told me that they would save my soul if I repented the other day and I was just going to get a sandwich. I was in my regular clothes. Oh, there's a brilliant one that happens outside City Hall as well. In Belfast each year, there were, every time you pass it, this huge beautiful colourful parade there is also um, a 
Christian protest that happens just outside the gates. So yeah, best thing, don't go near them. Just Stay them. away, because I'm sure if it happens in one city, it happens in many cities oh, yeah. out there. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I've, yeah, I've had words with people. Sasha away. At different marches and <laughs> things over the, you know, pride or whether it's, you know, uh, marching for repeal or different things. But like, just psh, 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 just ignore them. Yeah. And then most importantly, be bloody proud. Hold that person's hand if you want to hold that person's yeah. hand. Be marching in whatever beat that your drum goes. Yeah. And also for the honeys that are listening, for the hot girls at home who are like, well, I actually am not in a position to do that. I am Mm -hmm. going to stay home because I'm either not ready to come out or I'm not in a position to or whatever it is. Lots and lots of love to you. There is no right or wrong way to be queer. Stay home if you want to. Stay home if you need to. Um, You are as queer as you need to be mm-hmm. you deserve to be here you are still part of the rainbow mafia and um, <laughs> don't do what I did for years and let people think well you're not queer enough so you can't speak up and say anything you have to just be over there in the corner ally <laughs> having said all that it is the eve of pride Connor uh-huh. what are you most looking forward to this weekend <laughs> Oh, Claire, um, I'm ready to turn out in my second kind of showing of Dublin Pride, um, an outfit to boots the house down. Yes, Mama. Yeah, Yeah. we're both going. We're both going ham for our Saturday outfits. I'm thinking for tomorrow I'll do like a little because we'll be coming straight from work. right? So it's a little bit like I'm you see, I feel as I'm saying this, I'm signing my own death warrant. I'm like, I'm not going hard on the Friday night. I'm not going to dress up too much. I'm going to have a nice, easy cry to self-esteem, mm-hmm. a dance to crystal clear. Interesting. And then maybe go to that absolute afters that we got invited to. Oops. Um, no, we'll see. Um, but then we have, um, we have like your little birthday soiree. And then oh we God, have block a party. <laughs> and then what have we got? I mean, just surrounded by many gorgeous people and supposed to be deadly weather as well. Touch and wood, touch, touch and wood. wood. Touch and wood, touch wood. Yeah, I think I'm just mostly looking forward to just that being in that thing of like a couple of thousands uh, flaming homosexuals <laughs> in the middle of it being like, here I am with my people um, being just having a gay old time. I think I it's going to be so fun. It's going to be deadly. And purple disco machine. Ah! It's going to be so good. This is definitely not a cult. So for any hot girls that are listening that would like to delve into Irish queer history a little bit more, um, there's a fantastic resource called the Irish Queer Archive and that has a comprehensive collection of material. There's a quarter million press cuttings from the late 1960s onwards. Um, uh, There is different lesbian and gay periodicals and single issues published in Ireland. There's flyers. um, That's the paper things that advertise things not what Nadine Coyle likes to bake with Um, flyers (laughs) posters badges lots of other ephemera Um, you can look at the archives of things like the Dublin uh, Lesbian and Gay Film Festival Alternative Miss Ireland Mm -hmm. um, all these different things loads of great stuff on there you can find them on Instagram at Irish Queer Archive as well. There's lots of um, lots of great stuff in there. And then there's regional ones around the country as well. So if you're not into um, Boots the Heights Down going for a big party mm-hmm. and you want to celebrate Pride by getting yourself some snacks, blanket, nice cup of tea and reading up on our history, that's a great place to start. Yeah. And even outside of Pride, if you're not really into the party scene, to the bars, the clubs, um, I would recommend visiting Outhouse. You mm-hmm. can have a look at their website, outhouse.ie. They're on Capel 
Liverpool Street in Dublin. They have a cafe. They organise events that are alcohol free and, dro- and drug free, obviously, goes without saying. Um, they have lots of peer support, different social groups um, and lots of events happening there. So um, that'd be something to check out if you're like, mm, I like the sound of being proud, but I don't like getting wrecked. Yeah. Also, if you're just sitting at home and you want to get a little bit gay, there's a new season of Elite has dropped right now, which is very sexy and really inclusive. So there you go. Also, Spanish. Huh. Oh yeah, this was your I'm learning Spanish. It's educational. <laughs> Hello, Manu Rias. How do you uh, spell that for people who want to immediately go and look it up? E-L-I-T-E. Elite. 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 Well, Miss Finn, what was your homework last week and did you achieve it? Well, Claire, my homework was, of course, was a moment for recovery of the body, body, body. Um, and it was also to take time to, you know, soak up the abundance of my life and be grateful for, you know, being another year older. It was very wholesome. Um, I did technically do that and then I also went and seen and got a little bit rally. Um, so like <laughs> do you know what I mean again there is a nice balance to it um, but I think I did it with ease yeah I actually got to get out do some work I spit a little bit of run I feel more settled in myself unless kind of like oh I don't have any clothes after holidays and everything's kind of coming up shitter like I feel like I actually have some groceries in line now and then I'm like deadly got myself sorted what about you Claire okay tick uh, my homework was to have a gorgeous happy pride for myself uh-huh. and I would say so far tick. tick I'm having a nice time Um, like that a bit more relaxed went to Susa last night drove there Drove home uh, very smug. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're just looking forward to the weekend now. Um, it's going to be really good fun. I am confident that we are going to have a great time. So I am going to say it's a half tick because I haven't got fully through the Pride weekend yeah. as yet. But I am confident that um, it's, it'll be done. Interesting. Wow. So, Connor, what is one thing that you are going to do this week to embody Adi Adi the hot girl energy? As we are leaving Gemini season, RIP, oh, RIP, 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 and also leaving Pride season, even though Pride could be all year round. Um, I really, 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 really want to commit to like a healthy start into July. Also saying that I will also be working a longitude weekend on my friend's 25th. So, um, not sure how it's going to commit that quickly, but I just like, I, 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 had a little touch of But that's like the tail end of your birthday month. Do you that's know what I mean? fine. Yeah, yeah. And After like, that. I've had a little I've had a little taste of like what it is to like get a little workout in and like eat kind of like vegetables and shit. I would really like to commit to being like a okay, let's get into swing vote because I just feel deadly when I do. Yeah. And that's basically all I want to do. Of course have a little rat arse in the weekends, whatever, but posse off then the weeknights. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> what about you, Claire? What's one thing you're going to do to embody Adi Adi, the hot girl energy? Well, similar to yourself, Connor, I know we seem to have like the same hots and knots this week and giving ourselves the same homework. Shocking. But I am also, <laughs> I am working on a schedule for a beautiful July. It is Sliving Girl Summer. As we it said is. a couple of episodes back, it is all about balance. Mm-hmm. So I am setting myself a schedule. I've turned down a bunch of gigs. I'm only doing those. Oh, actually, next Sunday, which is this coming Sunday, by the time it comes out, if you're going to Roisin Murphy, or even if you're not, myself and Graham Smith are doing an after party in Izakiah on the Sunday night. Oh. So yes, you've got that right. I will be at Longitude with you all day Sunday, then running to Roisin Murphy, then running to do the after party. Oh my God. <laughs> so 
that's going to be amazing. But yeah, free in and we're going to be playing just a load of deadly tunes and of course loads of roasting tunes. Um, but after that, I'm um, light on gigs purposely for July because it's going to be an incredibly heavy August. <laughs> it was an incredibly heavy May and June. Um, so yeah, I am going to be booking in a few things, which actually... I would like to invite you to a little a wholesome weekend in Wexford in mid-July. Oh my God, I've never been. You've never been to Wexford? No. The sunny southeast. It's fucking gorgeous. Okay, so here's what I think we should do. Full camping weekend. Uh-huh. Um, this is already... It's camp, eh? Hey, we'll make it camp. Um, I have a question for you. Do you like puffins and bluebells and do you have relatively good sea legs? Does Dolly Parton sleep on her back? Of course I do. Have you ever heard of the Salty Islands? Well, I've heard of Salty Sisters. Go on, what's that Salty Islands? The Salty Islands are... Uh, there's a group. It's a nature reserve okay. just um, off the coast, the southeast coast of Ireland. At Wexford, you get a 20-minute ferry oh. and you go and you see... Puffins. Puffins! <laughs> Baby puffins that oh have just God. been hatched. Oh. You have to keep six metres away from every yeah, ne- nest and every puffin, of course. Oh God, and you you know, you're not going to disturb any nests. Yeah. Be honest, there's no facilities, there's no toilets, there's no shops, there's no nothing. But you go, get the ferry over in the morning, <gasps> explore, see all the puffins. It's bluebell season in July. Ooh. There's bluebells everywhere. And then you get the ferry back. So I uh, would like to cordially invite you oh to um, a weekend at the Salty Islands. Do you want to come? Oh my God, yes, please. Okay, cool. I want to be a salty bitch. Always. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the plan is to get organised and have like actually things in the calendar because talking about it with um, some of the girls earlier, we always say, let's do this, let's do that. And then boom, like it's already the end of June. Did Hey-o. we do everything we wanted to do in June? Well, we did. Yes. That's why we're so tired. Yeah. But we're going to book in wholesome July things. Yay! So that's going to be my homework. Yeah, lots of holes in July. <laughs> now, I always feel like I give the homework to the hot girls every week. I'm going to throw it over to you this time. What is one thing the hot girls are going to do to embody the hot girl energy this week, Connor Finn? Well, Claire, in the speciality that is the Pride episode, I would like the hot girls out there to embrace Pride this week and whatever way you've celebrated or continue to do, remember... Um, a little bit about the history about it. Whatever you're doing, have it in mind. Have it in the forefront of your head being like, I am going to be aware. I'm going to be mindful that this is a place, this is for a community um, which either I'm part of or just accepting and want you know, to embrace a wee bit more. But whatever you're doing, do it with bloody pride in every aspect of the term. And speak up when someone's being shameful is the opposite of most shady. disparaging shady salty yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh me am I Okay, right. So I think that's just about it for this week. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Thank you for getting in touch. We love your feedback on the episodes. Special mention to Kate, who um, fell around the place laughing at my uh, not knowing Heath Ledger was dead last week. (laughs) I just forgot. I just forgot. I'm sorry. R.I.P. But yeah, always get in touch with your feedback. um, Or if you want to say hello, or if you have a problem that you'd like us to solve on our periodical advice episodes with Aunt Joan and Aunt Barb. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah um, how can people get in touch Connor if they would like to do so well Claire if they'd like to get in touch via email they can get us at realhawkgrubpod at gmail.com or we're also on Instagram and TikTok at realhawkgrubpod fantastic thank you oh my god well done you did it I'm so proud of you well that's a lot of pride Claire it's so much pride (laughs) bursting with pride my lovely hot girls and that is about it from us from Claire and Connor aka Auntie Joan and Auntie Barbie (laughs) till next time stay stay hot hot girls girls.